Ladies and gentlemen, this is your co-host speaking. Thank you for choosing Winged Airlines. Before takeoff today, we would like to remind you that the Winged Commander podcast contains adult language that may not be suitable for children of all ages. With that out of the way, please sit back, relax, and enjoy your flight. Howdy, welcome to the Winging It Podcast. Yeehaw. Your Matt's podcast. Talking about Hunt Showdown. Right. <laughs> shooting, rooting, and tooting, shooting. I'm your host, Matt, joined today by Chris. Hello. And Tom. Hello. I don't want to brag too much, but I am <laughs> I am the premier cowboy. I'm the happiest cowboy of the three cowboys we have on this show. I know that we've talked a lot about Hunt Showdown and listeners you're like god, not another episode about Hunt Showdown and I'll make it brief. Um I have achieved the impossible. I got the 5 hunters at level 50 achievement. I I Tom didn't believe in me. Uh, because I'm believing you because he, you know, I had a dream. I had an, I had a separate dream of hitting someone with a hammer and it tanked our, it ruined my dream, ruined our collective dream (laughs) of of getting to 50 because I, but now, now I'm my, the, the yoke is off. I am freed from my, uh, tasks and I can embrace the hammer did you, throwing. Did you get the hammer? Oh, no, that's... No, you didn't. that one's next. So, so this is bad. You should no, have done the hammer better, thing now first. because now I have no Well, no Now you need to do the hammer thing first so I we can, can all still I be tried. going for the little I tried. Together. I tried to do that with you, you but you, you told me. <laughs> you did try. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom's like, no, Matt's not allowed to bring a hammer anymore oh. or I'll shoot him. <laughs> so I did. I was able to get the uh five hunters it was terrifying we went in at like 45 i think or 47 we went in at 47 and we were like okay we just need to do x y and z and then beat feet and we we found one clue and then found the lair ban it killed banished and then people were coming in on us but we were able to beat feet out the back and it was the, it was that one kind of next to the water where there's an extract right out that chute in the back. Mm-hmm. And it was excellent. I hate that extract because I feel like I can just get head It's extremely exposed. Think, or I can remember it was, I was with one of you guys. Oh, no, it was with Michael who's been on the show before. And it was like, yeah, we died. We just died there. There's, there's not a- yeah, but it is, uh, it was, it was scary. Now my plan I'm going to refrain from hammer time. You I just, won't MC You can do hammer. that one by yourself so easy. Can I? Like not easy, but like I feel like doing it by yourself is just as easy as doing it with a group and pissing uh, them off. I want, I want <laughs> to hear the acclamation of my friends, my friends cheering me on for They'll having cheering, hit the hammer throw. Cheering that I don't have to watch my friend run around with a hammer <laughs> over his head and get sniped off his ass. <laughs> I was not sniped. I was shotgun at point blank range. Uh, <laughs> I wish I wish I could play that game at the same time as the other people that play it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to I was going to preface it that the only reason Chris is more of a cowboy than I am is that he has like an allergic reaction to hunt but <laughs> um, it is just such a good time and I I'm, I I am happy to have this particular monkey off my back though in the sense is kind of like when we were trying to get to a hundred and you just wanted to retire your hunters and get to the next thing and you were too can you like you were too s- caught up in that part of the game mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. to level up your hunter and now yeah. I'm, then i was caught up on that part and now i'm done with that so now i'm gonna try I, I think i'm gonna actually poke around the single player uh battle royale bit i don't oh, know what to call play. that it's hard it's I did, hard. Well, i did it and it like takes everything away that i 
Like it makes it the battle royale that I don't like anymore. Like it takes away right. all the things that I like about Hunt. Yeah, and set it apart from other. Right. Um, it's the, the only reason I like it is because I think it's a it's a doable single player version of the game. Whereas, like, and you know, bounty hunt is sing, is doable, but it's just the it's stress, terrifying. Yeah. yeah, by yourself is really crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I feel like I'm gonna after I get the five level fifties, I have a. F- sneaking suspicion that that's just going to be the end of the game for me because i'm just not going to have any drive anymore to play it but i think that's why they put prestiging in it yeah is because at that point because i think what i'm going to do is besides play the single player i'm going to bankrupt myself just running that avtomat machine gun because it costs (laughs) like 1200 bucks every time you bring it in and so that's that'll bah, 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 bah. that'll last me ten really fun rounds, and mm. probably five, and then the other five I'm just gonna get <laughs> gonna absolutely say. pegged. But um, <laughs> then once once I've completely drained my money, I will prestige, and because you lose your money anyway, and apparently your prestige your mastery progress does stay. You just have to unlock the guns for like you have to unlock the guns again, but you're like how many you know you have to kill x many scrap beaks in your mastery thing that stuff stays wherever that's the book whatever threshold you are yeah the books yeah I, so i mean i was con- i was a little concerned about that because i was like oh, if i'm ever gonna finish yeah. it yeah i would do I, it with I, all I would my almost rather stuff lose those than the uh i i guess i get that because those can be harder too right for me the but deal breaker was the guns but we already talked about that Right. Well, and I think that's the whole reason is that gives you, like you said, once you get your 550s, do you have anything else to work towards anymore? Prestiging yeah. lets you work towards, and you get that 10, if you don't take the legendary skin or the extra 200 bucks or 2000 uh, hunt bucks, you get 10% XP boost on all of your hunters. Okay. So it makes the next leveling up faster. I would certainly take the legendary skin almost every I know, time. I know because I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a slut for skins, <laughs> and I'm gonna buy those Halloween ones. You bet your britches. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's happening. probably what I'll do though. Is I'll I'll probably once I get to level 100, I'm gonna try to get the level f- the five level 50 hunters, and then the hammer throw, and then prestige. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I don't know that I really care about like my mastery progress and the guns that much. I just looked at the masteries for like the first time this week. I did, yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, the gun progress, I, I got annoyed because it's like, not, I want to use this gun. And after I unlocked it, like, I don't want to not be able to use it again. Yeah. Well, and not the masteries, I guess, but the, like, gun XP, you know? I don't yeah. overly care about it because my favorite gun is the Veterly Carabiner Deadeye. Oh, and you get and, that one pretty quick. Yeah, you get it really quick. And then it doesn't take much. It's got, like, pretty good iron sights, so you can unlock the Deadeye variant pretty quick, you know? Mm, yeah. So, I feel like... As far as my purposes go, like I'll be there <laughs> again mm. quickly, you know. Uh, okay. Do we have any more hunt talk? I think we shouldn't okay. as much as yeah. we've talked oh, about yeah, it. Before. Sorry. Just the uh, Halloween unless something crazy. Cool. Unless something crazy happens again, like, you know, I think I think Matt getting five level fifty hunters is big enough to talk about it again. It's, it's fun. It's good to It is fun. It's, it's like the best game too, I've ever played. So I know. And I, and I and I am so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got one that everybody got him. likes. <laughs> um, I guess my last piece of little BR news that no one cares about is there is a Apex new, Legend new map, new map, new map, new legend. Right, of course, during the Halloween event, because kill me, um, <laughs> but it's fine. Like I will i think i don't know i'm gonna pop in there i'm gonna have a couple games and then i'm gonna lose interest again i'm sure <laughs> but i do i i don't know that that game still has a special place in my heart as the first battle royale that i could actually win cool uh i want to talk about back for blood a little Ooh. bit more since uh chris talked about it a little bit last time and he played some and now i've played some so i've I have finished the first act, which I think right now, I think there are three. So it's like, like the way they said it are up, four or five, four or five. I don't know. Whatever. It's like a good anyway. chunk of the game though. And like, and then the way they've set it up is 
like the with the card system the the baddies get cards too so each time you play back through it again <clears throat> it's supposed to be a little bit different um because there's different like modifiers and some of those modifiers actually have to do with the map and stuff so it's always the same map I fucking the cards where there's crows that and they alert the horde oh yeah so here's oh god uh, they you, make me want to die have you played the one where like the like every spot there's a zombie that if you shoot alerts the horde no so there's <laughs> one of those awful. and um we were playing that with it was me and then two of our friends and then an ai guy the AI guy doesn't know not to shoot the the zombie that alerts the entire horde. <laughs> so every single one of them were just like standing in front of him, getting shot, trying to let him not shoot the zombie, even though he did it every <laughs> single time. So um, wait, with these cards that affect the horde, mm-hmm. are you applying those too? Or it no, says like at no. the beginning, it, it goes... It just says at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and Tom, I want you to explain the card system a little bit because I don't fully understand still, how it works. I still haven't totally figured it out. So, there's, there's the bad guy cards, which are just like random that are automatically signed. And then you also get cards. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of different modifiers and you start out with like a starter deck because each time you get to a new area you get to apply a new card from your deck um oh so okay so like when you pick let's say you have a deck of 10 cards Mm -hmm. you finish the first area of act one and you use the first card so when you go to the second it just goes down the list you still get to pick it but yeah like i don't think it's i think if i'm probably going to get a couple details here wrong but like if i'm remembering it right like you i think you pick a handful on your first when you start and then each time you get to a new safe room you pick one more card to apply and then also the character you pick comes with with his or her own traits as well okay um um what else was i gonna say oh yeah and then when you finish rounds you unlock points that you can spend to get the new card the like more cards basically and there's like three sets of cards and it doesn't really take that long to unlock i've unlocked two out of the three sets already i'm about to finish the third and i've only finished the first act um and i've a couple of those i went through twice but not very many um but yeah it's pretty fun so far it's it is like super super obviously a left for dead or uh yeah left for dead successor it's the same um, guys is it not turtle yeah. rock yeah yeah uh, I don't think Turtle Rock officially made it, but I think Turtle Rock is the studio that they yeah, started yeah, after Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I was I was editing the podcast from last time, and Chris's thing about so like when you put attachments on a gun, they're stuck on that gun unless you swap it out for a new one. You use super glue. Yeah, which I. Chris, you said you didn't like. I for me, I, I almost wish they would just stick with one or the other. Because what's been happening to us is, like, you get a gun with these attachments, and then you find a new gun that you like better. So we'd like run. So say like, so we'd run around looking for more attachments so that we could swap a shitty one in, and then grab the new one, and then grab the nice oh. one that had fallen off the gun. And I almost wish that they would like just be permanent or not be or not be permanent and easy to switch until instead of like the when i was playing with one of our friends zach he was like oh i kind of like that game i was like i hate it like i would just switch like just make it permanent or don't make it permanent but yeah i would rather because i'd rather just run like move on you right. know instead of spending this like meta game right right time yeah um so i don't i don't know uh i don't know that that like bothers me a little bit but not a ton um the ai is pretty not great in it but it's i mean it's not it's like workable but it's not amazing but it is annoying when they do stuff like shoot the zombies that alert the entire horde or how like they can't do a lot of the objective stuff for you like sometimes you have to carry like cases from place to place and they won't do that for you but they do drop ammo out of their ass like all the time which is kind of nice but um, I didn't really understand what you couldn't do as a single player because I have yet to play it by myself. So the you. the um, you know how you said you were unlocking cards? Yeah, you can't do that as a single player. Okay. You know, like the supply points. Yeah, you don't get any of them as a single player player, and you also can't get achievements. Okay, like like literally the only thing all progression is locked except for playing through the levels. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So and that kind of sucks. But is, so what the is the single player mode like? Are you just going it through with the with the computer players or? Yeah. Okay. Yep. The thing that I don't like about it about that, well, I that sucks. I think personally, um, because you know, once again, now I can't play the game by myself if I want to. Like I have to find people to play with me or something, kind of like GTFO. But the other thing too is that like. You know, and the way I play games and the way I like to play games is I like to start from the beginning, play through the levels and go forward. Whereas it feels like like I'm supposed to match make into each level yeah. where I could drop in in the last quarter of it and don't even really. And I know that it's not super deep story or anything like that. But like at the same time, I, I want to know, you know, I want to, like I want to have played. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it kind of sucks that that's the way I can do it. Like, and if I try to host my own lobby, then I sit there forever waiting for four or three more people to jump into my one dash one recruit difficulty matchmake or whatever, you know, like, and that kind of sucks to me. I don't know what this like obsession is with not letting people play your games, like putting in mechanics to not let people play. But, um, you know it kind of blows my mind i think it's definitely like designed to be like a game you play with your friends for sure the not getting cards thing is weird i don't like that at all you do get them like really fast so like i i almost have all of them and i think i've only been playing the game for like maybe three hours it's not like it takes like a really long time to unlock them um yeah the achievements thing is weird, but that that's always mattered to you a lot more. Like I've never been, unless it's a game I'm really, really, really into. I've never been a big cheetah yeah. hunter. The achievement thing isn't a huge deal. It's more that like that I just have no option as a single player mm-hmm. person, and yeah. you know, I don't know. And that kind of also, it sounds like they really want you to play with people because of the mm-hmm. difficulty J curve too. Like I've heard when you go to like middle difficulty, which is veteran, like normal, it's just like it gets beat your ass hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just don't really, I still don't really, I know what you guys, exp- I know that you guys explained to me like the philosophy of like designing the game around multiplayer and everything like that. But I still kind of think that games should just be able to be played single player. There, like, yeah, there's and I feel like there's a difference between designing it for four people and uh, like actively shutting off progression for single players. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, that decision. I don't fully understand. Especially when there's like a single player mode. It's not like you jump into the game and then just join it by yourself. You're not like, like specific, one out of four lobby. It's like there's a specific mode thing. that's like, do you want to play single player or do you want to play multiplayer? Right. It would be like mm-hmm. if for what was it Death Loop if you while if you wanted to play Death Loop you had to wait until someone came in to play as the assassin chick. Yeah. yeah. Like that would make no sense. I get it. You've designed it to to play with these two people, but by not allowing that that makes no sense to me. Yeah. I yeah, I don't really follow what the reasoning behind that was. Because I, I don't really see, like, I think if anything, people would play your game more. Like, why why does it matter if they're shoehorning people into um, multiplayer? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not positive. Does that make sense? No, I, I, I wonder mean. if they're... Tr- I wonder if they were scared about population size. Or if you don't have enough people playing the multiplayer, then they're like, oh, dead game, and they return it or something. If it, if it, yeah. yeah, maybe they were just scared that there wasn't enough, uh, there wouldn't be enough people playing, so they kind of forced you into playing it multiplayer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Huh, but I mean, that aside, it is pretty fun. It's, it's, I don't know. It's Left for Dead. Like, <laughs> there's not, I don't have that much to say about it because it's like, there's like new spins on it, especially with a card system. There's like a home base that I don't really understand what you're supposed to do there. Yeah, I don't know. The new weapons are, are cool and i i like the attachment system out of some like the awkwardness of it but like finding it the looting is pretty fun because of that um but yeah it's fun shall we talk about the halo campaign oh yes i just just about to bring that back up (sighs) 
<laughs> how do you guys feel about it before I say what I think? <laughs> I, I was extremely concerned last year. Mm-hmm. Not because of the graphics. The graphics is whatever. I I was just worried that they... Uh, Halo has traditionally been more or less a corridor shooter. Mm-hmm. You you Even if it's outside, you're still going pretty linearly from set piece to set piece. And then on to the next thing. Whereas they, they're now... I don't know if it's like spoken hub design kind of like bioshock or prey where you have kind of a main base area and then you go out and explore the surroundings Mm -hmm. or if it is literally just this is halo here you go and you just kind of go everywhere um but judging from what we saw today i am excited i went from being like "Eh," to yes give me um the Far Cry style encampments seem is right up my jam. I love clearing those out. Uh, my biggest takeaway, my the thing that put joy into my heart was that they kept the Halo Five thrusters as an upgrade mm-hmm. for Chief because I thought they just threw that away, and I felt that was one of the best feeling mobility kit additions that they made with five and Mm -hmm. was really sad to see it leave in multiplayer so i'm hoping because they have it in campaign that it might show up in some goofy playlists or fiesta playlist and um i was wondering how the grappling hook would work in single player because i know it's limited to a certain number of shots in multiplayer but judging from that show it looks like you just have free reign to use it (laughs) yeah yeah i I'm 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 excited for it too. Just like pre- to preface what I'm about to say, but <laughs> uh, I like on on like a franchise kind of thinking level. It was really weird for me to see like we're gonna send off Master Chief into like a totally different like his send off is gonna be like a totally different kind of game than like Halo has been before. Is this a send off? I still don't know like where you got send off from. I thought that this was supposed to be like Master Chief's last game. I thought they're saying like they're going to do one more trilogy and then he's done. And then they're also saying like Halo. This doesn't even feel connected to the last two to me at all. Hardly. Um, like they're finding out what's happening with Cortana and stuff. Right. But this feels like like Halo 4. Halo 5 felt like Halo 4's sequel. Right. Halo Infinite feels like its own new thing. It f- you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely feels like. It feels like they've already made that break to me. Yeah. If it, it feels like less um like there's a sense of a oh what's the word? Uh ennui. Continuity? No, there's a sense of like urgency. That's the word. There's a sense of urgency in like all the Halo games and then like watching this trailer and it being like an open world, like it kind of has to be like, eh, like you'll get to it when you get to it. And that's just, it's so far away. Like I almost wish that they would have just done, I don't like wish that they would have done this, but it's just more just like giving me like weird vibes. But I almost wish like they would have done just like another like Noble Six type game, like just regular old Spartan 4 or whatever and like an open world game and then just had like the Halo Infinite Master Chief still be like a quarter shooter. Um, and I'm not, I'm not like mad that it's not, but it's just like, it's just weird. Um, but it still looks super fun. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous that it's, since they're going in such a completely different direction that they're going to just take a little bit too much from Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, um, and not kind of do their own original stuff. But I don't know. I'm op, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm super excited for the multiplayer either way. Like if 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 I was bummed out by the campaign, I'd be bummed out, but it wouldn't be. I mean, I'm way I've always been way more invested in the multiplayer, anyways. And then the story is the story. So I, I, I don't know, man. You are the one of the three of us that has read the <laughs> yeah. most Halo novels. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah. the Halo. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say I'm actually a little disappointed in it being Far Cry like. Um. I like that stuff. I like my little laundry list of like clarity of knowing what I'm supposed to do because I just go to the the, the little blip on the map. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like Halo. I feel like Halo stood head and shoulders above everybody else. Like Halo was always pushing the bill. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And doing what felt right for Halo, whereas this feels a little more like we're doing what we think everybody wants us to do. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're like we're trying to make sales they, instead of they trying sold to. Out. They're sellouts. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's still Halo, but it does feel like that. Like, it kind of feels like going from Far Cry 3 to Far Cry 4, you know, because, like, not that the previous ones were like Far Cry, but it's like, I don't see anything new here except for, like, ooh, now I have a grappling hook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the other thing, too, is, like, and I don't know, like, the thing that bothered me about the trailer a lot is... And maybe they've just always done this in Halo, but I don't like it when, like, you just wake up and there's a whole new set of villains and a whole new set of problems and you're like, just, okay, time for me to fix everybody's shit. Like, it made sense in the first one, but it seems like every Halo game, Master Chief just gets knocked out and then we move forward 50 years. Yeah, wake up from a coma, come save everybody. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just kind of like a whole new thing and it, like, kind of ruins the continuity i think and maybe infinite is supposed to not be like part of a trilogy you know maybe four and five were just sequels and infinite is the kickoff of a new thing but like i don't know the thing that bothered me is they were like called the shadow or the The what were they called the banished yeah so they're called the banished which basically means that and from that trailer they looked like covenant with darker clothes i guess (laughs) yeah so um and that bothers me. Like, I think the coolest Halo release... I think Reach was my favorite Halo game so far. Mm-hmm. The coolest release, though, I think, was 4. Because it was, like, these forerunner... All new uh, enemy types. How do we deal with them? All new enemies. You have these, like, cool guns that are like, whoa, what the hell is this thing? You know? And Halo... Halo Infinite feels like they're leaning too far into what halo one was like bringing back the good old days kind of thing Hmm. like i think they're doing that too far a good example of that done well i think is like the og doom games in doom 2016 where it was like kind of like the good old days but it was like still a new thing you know what i mean right halo infinite doesn't feel like that to me there was such a there was such a gap with doom i realized yeah yeah and then but like Go ahead. Do you guys know what I'm saying? I don't know. It I, just feels no. like it kind of feels a little bit like cashed in or something. I, I don't know. I feel that way with the multiplayer because I know friend of the show Alex is probably like just creaming his jeans for this new <laughs> Halo because he loves the Halo Three. Um, you don't you don't ads you you know when you zoom in you're basically just kind of moving your head forward yeah as opposed (laughs) to actually aiming down the sights um is it going back to that yeah kind yeah it's kind to an extent like they halo 5 to me felt like it was trying to modernize the halo flavor a bit and i loved Mm -hmm. 5's multiplayer um and I love the fact that I could actually aim down the gun. I don't know why that's such a big deal to me, but it feels more realistic. I don't know. And so... I think I relied on it too much. I think that's one of the reasons I always got killed so much in Halo is because it's not so ADS-focused like Call of Duty. Oh. And and also just the... It feel... The, the going back to equipment, I think, is cool. But I also remember barely utilizing it in Halo 3. So I don't know if that's going to be as big a deal uh, now as it is. Maybe I've learned more as a person that plays games to know, oh, this actually provides a lot of value and I should be using this. But I remember picking up the radar scrambler in 3 and just going, who needs this and chucking it and just didn't care. It didn't seem to impact things as big. I I think like and to to elaborate on what I said a little bit too like it's gonna be a fun campaign like you see it and it's like this is gonna be fun you know mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna enjoy it I'm gonna play it but like I don't know it's it feels a little phoned in compared to what compared to the like leaps I think previous Halo games have made if that makes sense yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it either way. 
and I'm going to play it either way. So <laughs> and it's on Game Pass, which is just <sighs> well, the multiplayer, right? I don't know. The campaign thing said, "Oh, was it Game Pass?" So if it is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no game. I'm the thinking multiplayer of the is free to is play. totally free. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the, but the campaign will be on Game Pass, right? And that's just that's just value right there. <laughs> yeah, value added. So, in 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 light of spooky season, it's okay if I move on. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Okay. In light of spooky season, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about like not necessarily horror games. But sometimes I'm kind of in the mood for this genre of game and don't really know what to play because I've never really explored the genre before until I just make that mood go away and play something that I'm used to playing. But do you guys play a lot of the games that are like just to list a few Outer Wilds, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, Gone Home, Firewatch, uh, these like narrative driven, shorter experiences do you guys play many of those? And if you do, what ones are your favorites? And do you recommend which do you recommend playing? Um, I I tried to play Tacoma, and I enjoyed what I played of it, but it didn't really hold my interest. Oh gosh, I f- I do feel like I've played a handful of these. There is one that I think is cool. I think it's clever. I I can't know. I don't know that I can really recommend it. But it's called A Hand with Many Fingers. Oh, I bought it. I still haven't played it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And it's basically a you're 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 kind of this investigator person in this room with a bunch of newspaper clippings and you can corkboard like strings attached. Oh, this person was mentioned here and they must have died here. And then you're like trying to solve the mystery. I don't know. But that that one seems similar um trying to think what other ones i don't i don't know it's it's not a genre that i've really gone into i know firewatch is on my list but i have not tried it i tried it a little bit but i didn't finish it Mm -hmm. and maybe this is like a telltale sign that i haven't finished a lot of these but i know emily kind of gobbles them up like she really she played what what remains of edith finch Mm -hmm. she's played every single uh dark pictures anthology except for the one that just came out um and she played all the way through until dawn um and uh gone home she played which tacoma was the one that the gone home people made next i think so yeah yeah i the reason i picked it up is because somebody i i think i was i tweeted or i said something about how i wanted uh prey the new the arcane studios one I wanted to play a game where I was on the Talos one space station before everything went to shit. And someone said, Oh, you'd like Tacoma. And I think I, from what I played of it, I really enjoyed it. It was just, I, I got distracted with other things and I would, wouldn't mind going back to it. Um, I would also put horror games into this category too. Like just because they're spooky, doesn't mean that like, you know, and I mean like legitimately good because like sometimes horror games are fun just for everybody to run from something and scream at each, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. But like ones like, you know, Soma, that's like pretty narrative driven, spooky, oh, right. what you was know, the, has a good story. What was the other one that came before those? Uh, it was like you were in a castle. and Amnesia. Amnesia. And the, the sequel was something pigs. Something. Uh, there was a machine for pigs, machine and for then pig. did yeah. you finish? That did you finish the third one? Yeah, did you finish the third one? I never Tom? played any of them. No, um, the Man of Medan. No, the third. Tom wasn't listening. Tom wasn't listening at all. Tom Tom got caught. On my, I'm hitting my podcast. We can. I can, see, I can see your soul leaving your eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the third amnesia. No, I played it. It's too scary. <laughs> I can't do it. I, that one and um, uh, uh, shit. What were you talking about? The sixth one of uh, Resident Evil yeah. Seven. Resident Evil Six. Like, I need to play six. it. No, you're not scared of six. You're misspeaking. Resident Evil Seven is what you're talking about. Six is the bullshit Michael Bay movie oh, one. Yeah, yeah. Seven. <laughs> uh, wait, is eight? Eight's the new one it's the new new one okay yeah so mm-hmm. seven yeah i need to play it like during the day 
like on the weekends or or, or just not playing in the will, basement or something. I will sit with you all the way through that in Discord or something if you yeah. want to because I love that game. Eight hit the sweet spot for me. It's like scary, but the action is ratcheted up just enough to, you know, it's like playing Bloodborne, like horror wise, you know? Yeah. yeah. Except for the dollhouse part. That oh, part's yeah. bad. Um, speaking <laughs> of the walking through games you were talking about or the narrative focused ones. Yeah. Um, I I tried to play Eliza, which is about you're basically there's an automated therapist software or something, but they when they tested it out, they realized that people wouldn't take the process seriously talking to a computer. So they basically hired gig workers, kind of like Uber drivers to sit in with a headset and the AI will prompt you to tell the patient like the the different therapy prompts and it's very story driven i tried it for about an hour um i think the concept is cool but i bounced right off of it um and then looking at my steam library i also have it's kind of different but aaron and i played through alba a wildlife adventure it is quite possibly the most adorable thing on this planet. You are this little girl in a Mediterranean uh, island uh, visiting her grandparents and you go around. It's kind of like ecological conservative or uh, ecological conservation Pokemon Snap. You're like cleaning up trash to and when you clean up enough trash, the animals come back and then you can take a picture of the animal. It's very cute. The audio is adorable and we unlocked all the achievements for it um it's a fun it is a fun two according to my playtime timer 2.7 hours so not a long <laughs> you got all the achievement in 2.7 hours yeah it's one of those things where the achievements are basically you've played Playing through the game. the game yeah um but it was very adorable very i we played it I think I want to say almost a year ago, probably last played March 26th. So back in March, uh, still kind of in the grips of the pandemic, uh, where we would just, we poured some wine and we played Alba and it was very <laughs> cute and very fun. Um, I liked, uh, I like Abzu. I think I've talked about it a little That's bit. That's right. I forgot about Abzu on this podcast. And Is it's that not, the diving one? Yeah. There's no real, narrative you're just kind of like swimming around and just kind of supposed to enjoy the art and the aesthetic of the game um but yeah that was a weird i, th- I think i've talked about this on this podcast before but it was when i just moved into this house and i had a couch a table for my tv to sit on and my xbox and no internet and that was all that was in the living room. oh <laughs> and so that was just like downloaded on there for me to play it at some point it was, yeah it's only like maybe three hours long um so yeah it's just very like zen and that's that was like a weird time of my life too where i was the the break in between college and starting my full-time job so Mm -hmm. i was like i'd recommend that one if you're just looking for something zen to do yeah i'd try that Uh, and some of these like i want to play and want to have them known but i know they're just gonna make me really sad too kind of like what we've talked about with the movie yeah yeah um journey's always been on my list and I still haven't yeah, gotten to same. it. I, <laughs> I watched Emily play What Remains of Edith Finch and I'll never be the same. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have played that game. Mm-hmm. I know the gist. But holy shit. <laughs> Not for the uh, faint of heart. Not for the people who uh, have problems accepting death. Yeah. No. Which uh, they they, uh, is they, me. they dive deep into <laughs> that well. Yep. <laughs> um, not walking, but kind of mindless and zen and in a way that i cannot figure out for the life of me is cultist simulator you ever ever tried that i've heard of that one it's basically just a bunch of it it intrigues me from a game design standpoint because it looks like something that i could program because it's basically a table and a bunch of little widgets and cards that are all on timers and the main mechanic is just pausing time and assigning resources to things and then clicking the timer back on and just watching it all unfold and eventually spiral into chaos oh did you guys ever sorry go ahead no you're fine did you guys ever play that like sand 
I played a lot of browser games when I was a kid because I uh, didn't have I know exactly what you're talking about. And there's this like (laughs) weird... It wasn't necessarily sand, but a lot of it was sand. And then some was just like elements. But you just like clicked. It was just a box. And you click like spawn sand here. And it would like drip down and then fall to the bottom of the box and then make like a dune. And then you could do like put dirt here and then put and then you seeds. could mine the spice and then murder the no. Atreides. And <laughs> yes. But you, it was like it was glory to the Harkonnens, like, like a physics simulator <laughs> where you put like dirt down and like plants and then water the plants and the plants would grow. And then you could like start a fire and it would burn through all the fire and you could just like kind of make like really cool colors and stuff. I don't remember what it's called, but man, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Was, Did you guys ever play Line Rider? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, dude, I loved <laughs> Line Rider. <laughs> yeah. But I have I have some of these games though that like like the other one that I have is Return of the Oberdin and I haven't played it yet. But it kind of the art style looks like it'll hurt my eyes a little bit. But I know the guy Lucas Pope is that the guy? Um, he also did Papers Please, which looks like oh, one yeah, that I don't yeah, think yeah. I could handle the stress of that. I don't think I could ever play that game. But. Uh, I don't know. There's so many interesting little games like that out there. Uh, and I was just curious, like, I've kind of been in the mood for it lately. I started playing or- Order 1880, The Order 1886, which is a one of those games masquerading as a AAA title. Um, <laughs> I've been playing that again. And uh, I also have The Vanishing of Ethan Carter and Call of Cthulhu downloaded on my Xbox or my PlayStation. So I might give those a try. Um, oh. I, I don't know if it really but. fits the same feeling that you're trying to get, um, but from the same guys that made Hades is a game called Pyre, and okay. it is I think it's I think it is one of the most underrated gems ever developed. It is. I have all their games just from like a sale. Yep. Well, install that one because it's basically wizard basketball. Um, with a, a novel attached to it. You're basically, you are this character and you have your gaggle of friends. It's kind of like Mass Effect almost even, where you have this crew of characters that are all unique and they're all, you fall in love with all of them individually. And then you, you pick three of them to play wizard basketball with. And they all move differently on the court and then can do different effects while they're on the field um Mm -hmm. if you win the wizard basketball game you you get more points and you can upgrade them more and stuff like that and then once you've won or lost so many games you go to this championship round where you fight another team and then when whoever wins gets to ascend one of their players to basically like you're basically in hell or purgatory and everyone that's there was sent there and exiled because they were punished or they committed some kind of crime. And by winning this wizard basketball game, you get to send them back to the, the real world. And so you win, you, you, you've leveled up these guys and you've invested in them and you love them and you win the game and you go, okay, now I have to send you home and now you can't <laughs> play with them anymore. Because you've saved them and you want to save them as a person. You go, oh, I love, you know, I, I, I want to bring you out of this misery that we're all in. So, good, you know, goodbye mm-hmm. and Godspeed. But then you go, okay, now I have to pick somebody else to fill in this gap. And I haven't invested in them as much. And it's just, you can't, you, you have to level them up to a certain point in order to ascend them. So, you can't just get rid of the people you don't care about. And by investing into the people you don't care about, you eventually love them and you go, well, now I have to send you off too, you know? And um, the other thing I really loved about that game in particular is there is no failure state. You can lose all of the wizard basketball games and you'll still progress through the story. It just, the ending will be different. That's kind of sounds like a super giant game then. Yeah. They're, They are my, I think, my idols of game design, just in general. Yeah. They are something else. Yeah, they are. I found the sand game. 
I saw that. I saw Matt. <laughs> he posted something about Noida too. Noida, which I yeah. have. You have Noida. I, I haven't played. I haven't played. I it haven't yet, played but. it. It's it's been living on my wish list for a while, and I it's because Tom mentioned the sand game, because this is like an RPG built around the sand game. From the looks of it, if you look at the videos, basically you can cast spells that do all of the material things that Tom's talking about, where you you shoot at the ground and it suddenly becomes water or you make land on top of lava and stuff it seems very clever and i have no clue how they made it is that the, it's also supposed to be like insanely hard like a really hard roguelike right i'm sure magical action roguelite um and but the reviews are overwhelmingly positive yeah and it's 20 bucks there's a ro- there's a roguelike that I still think Tom like every time I've sent it to you you haven't said anything which blows my mind because oh, your favorite I, I part talking about. Yeah, your favorite part of GTFO was the backpacks. And oh, <laughs> this backpacks. game this game is basically backpack the roguelike. Yeah, it's called yeah. Death Stranded. Where- <laughs> I'll have to yeah. check it out. Um, I think you keep mentioning to me when I'm like balls deep in another game and I'm like I can't do two things at once sorry ladies (laughs) Um, (laughs) insurmountable that's what it's called I have Um, not heard this I I too enjoy a good backpack but it's literally just a roguelike about like Everest mountain climbing um, confront various terrains as a lonely mountaineer and endure the countless dangers of climbing. Many tough decisions await you in a risky environment. Make your way up and down the mountain, overcoming insurmountable heights. And it's just like you like pick, like it's just a climbing game. And I was like, this is Tom's shit. And every time I've been like, Tom, look at this shit that was made for you. And you're just like, meh. 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 But it looks interesting. Looks fun. Uh, that one looks a little slow for me, but but Death Stranding though, that's that's a good backpack game. <laughs> that I need to I need to go back to that one. Wait, this isn't this. I thought you were talking about something else. I was like, I don't remember being backpacks in that game. Oh, did you both play Celeste? Uh, I never did. No, I haven't played that one yet. That's on my loot okay. list that one, too. It has a story like you're looking for, but it's also like finger grinding hard. Yeah, the one that I need to finish before I play Celeste, though, is did you ever play Ori in the Blind Forest? No, I have not. That game is fantastic. I've it's going to rip your heart <laughs> out, but just like the art and everything like that, like it rips your heart out like a Pixar I mean, movie yeah. What does, yeah. you know, um, but it's so good. Like the, the aesthetic, the gameplay, the vibe, the colors, the just everything is just master, masterful. It's neat. Pretty neat, eh? Are we are we losing steam? I, yeah, think, I, think, um, I think we I think we gotta tuck Tom in. <laughs> I'm turning into a pumpkin yeah. over here. So with that, it's uh winging it commander, your gaming day. Your game your podcast for games. <laughs> I don't know. We're all losing it. Uh this is what yeah. happens when we do double yeah. features. I don't know why I we th- I well, thought we, we think could pull we can it do off it with like doing an yeah, hour and a well, half instead of just uh, instead of two hours. Nope, because your timer is approximately nine. Actually, you know what? Because we've done it on Saturday mornings and it was fine. I think it's when we do them at night. Yeah. Yep. So uh oh ah wait, wait, wait. Before we close, sorry. Uh Chris, I have the perfect game for you. Mm. I it's Scarlet Hollow. Uh, I'm gonna copy the page URL and pop it in right here. Uh, the Who URL? <laughs> it is Scarlet Hollow. <laughs> thank, it you, is thank you, Tom. About I'm not I, I'm not <laughs> not gonna address reading it. that with. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> respect it. Um, all, all of the art is done by Abby Howard, who is awesome. She uh, does Junior Scientist Power Hour, and she has a uh, horror webcomic called The Last Halloween, which is fucking terrifying. She's very good at creepy art, and she's spent, I can tell. She spent a while doing this. Um, it's a narrative horror mystery game, and uh, yes just like this looks this basically this looks like exactly what you want just don't play it at night 
Yeah. Um, that does look good. The other one too, that now that you brought that one up that I just thought of is, have you seen this new game inscription? I have not. It's a card battler. Oh, okay. Um, horror, you already have me. Deck builder, horror deck builder game. And the art and style is just insanity. Um, it, it looks so cool. I really want to try it. Um, it, it's just neat. Uh, I don't even really know what to say about it, but it just looks super spooky, <laughs> but really cool. You're in like a cabin and you can see like the scary person that you're playing against across from you. Oh, apparently um, this was in my queue. So the algorithms also agree with your recommendation. Yeah. And if you like, and for spooky times, there's another horror deck builder called Draft of Darkness. It's very fun too. But this one really like looks new. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this looks extremely unique. But anyway, thought I'd mention it. Oh boy. I'm just, do you ever, do you guys ever get overwhelmed with the sheer volume of video games that exist? Yes. Yeah. Because yep. I just clicked next in my queue and I have the Dark Pictures anthology, House of Ashes, which is apparently about a platoon during the Iraq war that are trying, they're searching for weapons of mass destruction and suddenly fall into like a buried Sumerian temple with zombies. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. I really need to finish. It looks dope as one. hell. But that That's one's the third I was actually run. that one like for, during COVID, I was trying to do it with Steam, play with friends or whatever. But the people I was trying to do it with didn't their internet wasn't or either or my I think it was my upload speed actually it wasn't their internet wasn't holding up for it. Um, and so we were our it was, oh, uh, it was my volleyball team. Is that part of the Man of Medan? Yeah, like series? Man of Medan is, is yeah. uh yeah it's, it's dark anthology. Yeah, it's Man of Medan, then Little Hope, then House of Ashes. Oh. Hmm. Emily has played Man of Medan and Little Hope. Um, I need to buy House of Ashes for her so I can sit and watch her play. Because I've heard it's the best game that that they've made since Until Dawn. Which one is? House of Ashes. Okay. I've heard it's awesome. Yeah. So, I I think I'm going to play through it with my friends, though. Um, with like my volleyball team, we are volleyballs. Yeah, not like, us. No, what do we do? Yeah, not you guys. No, my real <laughs> friends, <laughs> <laughs> the secondary friends. <laughs> the, my, I, we're your content friends. Yeah. <laughs> Until I can find someone, some somebody to make something bigger with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I need to go to bed. So yes, he does. I'm wrapping it up. Bring us out. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you had uh, fun. Um, yes, he does. If you want to listen to <laughs> us talk about video games before today, uh, you can find a backlog of everything and links to everywhere that they are at commanderwings.com. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, you can send it to wingitpod at gmail.com. And if you want to check out our other podcasts where I don't know what we talk about anymore, pop culture and food <laughs> and uh, zebra cakes, um, you can find that at wingitpod.com. Food just, in quotations. Or feud. <laughs> or, or just search for uh, winging it in uh, wherever you can find fine podcasts. Uh, if you like our artwork, that was done by Jeff Fenton. You need to hold him at G-E-F-F-F-E-N-T-O-N three zero three gmail.com. And with that, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye, folks. Thanks, everybody.